Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 119. The way we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's the brain and champion and chip team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up-to-date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans. Let me hear the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Last week of the show, I debuted a quote-unquote new segment called A Shot of Wrestling Replay, where I watch old, vintage, meaningful pay-per-views. And I asked you guys this week to give me an idea of what pay-per-view to watch. And this week, y'all answered the call because Mark Tolman reached out to me on Instagram and told me to watch Survivor Series 1997 dubbed Gang Rules with a Z. He mentioned in my DM that last week I watched Over the Edge because pretty much the only thing people remember about Over the Edge was Owen Hart's accident, unfortunately. Well, he said the only thing people remember about Survivor Series 1997 is the Montreal Screwjob, which I totally agree with. So here I am in studio watching Survivor Series 1997 Gang Rolls. So let's get right into it. The Godwins and the New Age Outlaws defeated the Headbangers and the New Blackjacks. On a 404 traditional Survivor Series matchup in 15 minutes and 25 seconds. The Survivors were the New Age Outlaws. The Truth Commission, featuring the Interrogator, the Jackal, Recon, and Sniper, defeated the Disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Ball, Chains, Crush, and Skull in a 4 and 4 elimination match in 9 minutes 59 seconds, with the sole Survivor being the Interrogator. Team Canada, eh? Featuring the British Bulldog, Doug Furness, Jim Neidhart, and Phil LaFon. Defeated Team USA featuring Goldust, Mark Merrill, Steve Blackman, and Vader in a 4-4 four four elimination match. With the sole survivor being the British Bulldog in 17 minutes and 5 seconds. Kane defeated Mankind in 9 minutes 27 seconds. Ken Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, the Legion of Doom, defeated the Nation of Domination featuring Farouk, D'Lo Brown, Kamu Mustafa, and Rocky Maivia in a Survivor Series match in 20 minutes 28 seconds with Ken Shamrock being the sole survivor. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Owen Hart to win the Intercontinental Championship in only 4 minutes and 3 seconds. And of course, Shawn Michaels defeated Bret Hart to win the WWF World Championship. Now, however I looked, there has been no official time listed, so I had to go back, watch it start to end, and do the math myself. So here we go. There was 8 minutes, 10 seconds of fighting before the bell rang. They got to fight ringside, in the stands... Brutal beatdowns. When the bell finally rang, there was 12 minutes and 19 seconds from bell to bell in which Shawn Michaels defeated Bret Hart with Mr. McMahon calling for the bell, as we all know by now. So that's Survivor Series 1997 in a nutshell. I don't even remember the Truth Commission. Remember the Jackal? I think I remember the Interrogator, but I don't remember the Truth Commission at all. So it was fun to go back, relive some memories, and walk down memory lane here at Survivor Series 1997 Gang Rules with a Z. But as for me, I hope everybody had a good week. It was a short week, thanks to Memorial Day weekend. I only work four days this week, but it's kind of a blessing and a curse because those four-day weeks seem to go much slower, much longer. 
than those five-day average work weeks. I don't know why. It just seems to drag on and take a lot more out of me than those five-day work weeks. But happy it's over with. Oh, man. Can't wait to retire. Uh, this Friday, I went to a Met game. Two good friends of mine. They're both teachers. Ended up sitting in the middle of them. And man, they talked non-stop about teaching their schools, their kids, what programs they were using. They talked about ENLs, ESLs, probably EPTs. I lost track of count of the alphabet. But and we were all the way in the last row of City Field here in Queens. Watching the Mets take on the, the world champion Chicago Cubs. It was a good turnout. My friend Jonathan brought his son to his first baseball game ever. It was also Jonathan's birthday. So that was kind of how I got roped into going. Because I wasn't really interested in going. But, but I can't miss my good friend's birthday. And of course, I can't miss one of my best friends, his seven-year-old son's first baseball game ever. That was a good time. Beautiful, beautiful night. Weather was great. Sky was clear. Great night. Like I said, we were in the top row, the last row at City Field. So we had a nice little breeze, the cross wind going through. So it wasn't too hot. But um, the Truth Commission has come out. Now I remember who they were. Kurgan, you got Don Callis, announcer for Impact Wrestling Now, known then as a jackal. But halfway through the game, my friend Danny and I went down to get something to eat. We were in the upper deck, so we went down to the field level, because that's where all the good food is in City Field. And we were watching the game on the big screen. And as we were watching, my friend Danny goes... Well, you know, I believe it or not, this is actually a pretty good game. By the way, he's a Yankees fan. He lives in the Bronx. He's a Yankees fan. And I reply, surprisingly, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Because usually when I come, they lose. Well, immediately after we had this brief conversation, all hell broke loose. They blew the lead, ended up losing. I think we jinxed it. Okay, this was like the sixth inning, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, man, they got their ass beat. Oh, man. We had a bunch of people. Everyone left in, I think, the seventh inning. Danny had a couple of drinks, so we decided to stay, chill out. He wanted to watch as much as possible. So we watched. The Mets ended up coming back a little bit, cutting the lead within two in the eighth inning. But of course, the Mets bring in their closer, who's a fucking bust. And womp, womp, womp. I told them, let's leave. They're going to lose. Took my word for it. We leave as we're walking to the car in the parking lot over the PA system. They scored another run. This guy sucks. The Mets are not doing great, folks. There's a lot of Chicago Cubs fans, however, surprisingly. Which led me to a question, like, are there really that many Chicago Cubs fans here in New York? Or are they all bandwagon fans? I'm surprisingly leaning towards those are bandwagon fans. There can't be that many Chicago Cubs fans here in New York. So that was my Friday night. After the game, go to a bar, have a couple drinks, just hang out for a little bit, a little bit longer. And I come home, open my fridge, and realize I have so many bottles of wine in my fridge. It's kind of disgusting. I go to the liquor store, and they always ask me if I want to try this wine tasting. I'm like, all right, I don't really drink wine, but I'll try, see what happens. And usually the wine's pretty damn good, but I can't drink wine. I have acid reflux. Doctor told me to stay away from wine. The wine's pretty damn good. And I hate saying no. I hate seeing the guy's look in his face when he offers if I want to buy the bottle. So I always cave and buy a bottle of wine. So I like five, six bottles of wine in my fridge. Just sitting there, chilling. When friends come over, I offer them. They don't want it. So I have no clue to do with all these bottles of wine in my fridge. Ugh, so many bottles of wine. But I can't, I can't throw them out. It's going to be a fucking waste. Don't know what to do. Any ideas, let me know. At Michael J. Putty on Twitter, Instagram. Let me know. DM me. Or dial it up 619-343-3005. Or, hey. Want a bottle of wine? Let me know. I'll mail one out to you. Moving on, last week we played a clip of this week's interview, Sean Carr. Well, Green Man has the full interview here for you this week in episode 119. So, Green Man, take it away.
Thank you, Michael J. Putty. And we have another exclusive interview here on A Shot of Wrestling. But just a reminder, if you want to continue to support us, just join us on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter. That's at A Shot of Wrestling. And on Twitter, that's no A. No A on Shot of Wrestling. Just Shots of Wrestling. Now on to the good stuff. We have said it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different today we have hybrid sean carr how are you sir welcome to the show and this is awesome i'm great thank you guys for having me this is awesome i mean as far as names are concerned we're starting build to the bcw summer on smash card and you have one of the marquee matches on that event how do you feel about phasing asriel the bcw champion I mean, there. I don't think there's a greater way to debut with a company than to go after the richest prize, which, you know, in this case is the BCW Heavyweight Championship. And on top of that, I'm wrestling a guy that I know very well, a uh, guy that, you know, him and I, we've uh, we've had a little bit of a feud down in ECWA mm-hmm. uh, with Asriel. I'm looking forward to it. The thing is, with, with Asriel and I, we always seem to bring the best out in one another. Okay. So I think the fans are definitely going to be in for a treat. So tell us a little bit about your history with Az. I mean, for for a fan just watching the product, we're happy for Azrael winning the championship, something that he has pursued, and it's been kind of like taken away from him at every avenue that he approached. But finally, he got the belt. Congratulations to PCA. But you're a guy who, like you said, is making your debut. You are not part of the BCW roster. How did you get into that title picture? You know, honestly, BCW management, they, uh, they, they, they reached out to me and Azrael has a list and that list is of people who he just absolutely either, uh, loves to, to compete against or would like to compete against. And I was on that list. So when they reached out, I immediately said yes, because I mean, what better way of an opportunity to a debut with a company who, I mean, let's face it, BCW is on the rise. Absolutely. And what better way to debut than, who knows, maybe become their uh, their heavyweight champion on night one. Wow. That is pretty ambitious. So let's get to know who could possibly be the next BCW champion. What got you into professional wrestling? Man, what got me into professional wrestling? So when I was a kid, like many of us, I, was, I grew up a huge fan, big fan of the product. And uh, I, I, uh, I would always gravitate towards Shawn Michaels and Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. And later on when, uh, you know, the, I was in college and I was kind of wrapping up, I, I definitely wanted to pursue a career in, in my own journey in professional wrestling. And I uh, did the whole look up uh, wrestling schools and uh, found one that was close to my house. Uh, it was about 35 minutes away. It was in, located in Cortland, New York. I went there two weeks later, it closed down. <laughs> oh, wow. What's so uh, then, uh, yeah, I know, it's a story of my life almost. But uh, what I would do is uh, every week I would, uh, I would either drive to Rochester, New York, or I would drive all the way to uh, Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey with Gino Caruso. Mm-hmm. And I would just get any ring time I could. And eventually, you know, a couple of uh, promoters in the upstate New York area started booking me and then... After that, it just kind of turned into a snowball effect. And, you know, here we are about 10 years later. Wow. And, you, and you're an upstate guy born and raised, correct? That is correct, yes. So 
I mean, we're we're city folk. When someone mentions New York, now this is just not even wrestling topic, but when people mention New York, people are mentioning New York City. What is upstate? What is in that area? If people, especially with WrestleMania coming to our area next year, maybe people want to explore upstate New York. What is up there? You know, I'll tell you, upstate New York is it's 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 very. It can be very quiet and remote, which is good. But the one thing that we uh, in the last few years have definitely been uh, really advancing is our independent professional wrestling. There's there's companies up here that, I mean, bring in the best talent. You know, we, we have uh, amazing, undiscovered, independent guys that, I mean, should be on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company I work for, Excite, you know, we... We have a uh, pretty pretty solid product. There's other companies like Upstate Pro in Rochester and ESW out in uh, Buffalo. I mean, there's just the quality of wrestling is just is, is awesome, and it's you know it's definitely I, I, if if anything outside of the the farm fields and the uh, you know the, the the minor league hockey teams, uh, I, I would think <laughs> that uh, the independent wrestling scene is definitely uh, definitely worthwhile. Yeah, it's totally worth the trip. I mean. I am a romantic at heart, and my wife is a big wine drinker. You guys have some of the best wineries up there, I have to say. So I drove her up one day, and it's beautiful, beautiful. Next time I'm going to go, though, I'm going to make sure I carve out some time so I can watch a wrestling show and tell her it's because, you know, I'm trying to be a romantic. (laughs) Awesome idea. (laughs) That's the plan. But uh, we said at the beginning that wrestling brings people together, um, and we mean it uh, because we get to meet new talent, and we're going to get... But for you, wrestling brings people around you. So who are your mentors, or who are the people that have influenced your career so far? Man, there's 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 been so many. I mean, the, the two right off the bat, Daria, one of his name is Cage, and the other is IB Green. Those are the two, uh, the two veterans who, you know, saw something in me when I was, you know, just, just cutting teeth in the business. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they actually are the ones that, uh, you know, said, Hey, hop in a car. And they, they would help me get booked. And then later on, I would definitely say that, uh, guys like brutal Bob, he's, he's been a, a really big mentor and also Kevin Kelly, uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, has, uh, given me a lot of opportunity and really helped me, uh, expand my name. Mm-hmm. And my brand out there to more people, and you know it's cool. You know it's like like what you guys say. Wrestling brings us all together, and it's just you know wrestling now is so positive, which is great. You know because there's so many people that just want to help you succeed, and that's just the coolest thing to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And you've have had a decent amount of success. I mean, if we're talking about the bigger companies, the ROHs, the TNAs, you've participated in some of those events. So. Fill me in a little bit on your history with those companies. Um, well, I didn't really do much with TNA. It was just kind of like a, you know, a little tryout here and there. But uh, with Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor, I've, I've had a, a few matches at. And uh, I was actually in, I'm assuming, is their very last top prospect tournament ever. Because I didn't do one this year. I right. was in it last year. And, uh, no, nah, it was great. You know, I mean, my experiences with with both, you know, both companies have just been amazing, you know, I mean, it's the big time, you know, and uh, to see how everything's run and how professional everybody is, and, you know, it's definitely a great atmosphere to be found, and it's an atmosphere I hope to uh, one day go back to and hopefully make it like a, you know, a job. 
when you're g- getting called for opportunities like that, for like Ring of Honor, for example, um, do you think like this is your moment? This is like that's it. Like I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna and from here on out, that's it. I'm all the way to the top. I always look at it as an opportunity. You know, okay, they they've seen something. Now I I have to do my end and show them. You know, expand on what they've seen and also go into it very humble. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen a lot of people. You know, get a get a couple calls with WWE where they sit in catering and then all of a sudden they act like you know they're too good to tear down the ring or they're too good to you know show up on time or you know it it's it just one of those things where it's like okay you know like I always look at it as just opportunities. Okay. And hopefully something comes from them. But if anything, I, I take I take everything as a learning experience to try to, you know, farther myself, you know, and, and you know, to farther my journey in this crazy world we call professional wrestling. Gotcha. Uh, what did you take away from your time at Ring of Honor? I took away, A, how, how uh, a TV style setting of pro wrestling is. I, I took away how, how everyone, you know, how they treat you. You know, they treat you with, I mean, these are, I mean, the best wrestlers in the world. And, you know, they, you wouldn't know it by how they treat you. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no big egos. There's no, you know, there's no, you know, star, whatever, you know, everyone is just, you know, they're there. Hey, this is our job. This is what we're doing. And, you know, and just, just, you know, the grind that everyone has, you know, you got to respect you know, other people's, you know, their determination and their grind and their hustle, because, you know, it hopefully would inspire you to be that way where you can, you know, get to where they're at. And then also, you know, be a a good human being on top of that. So gotcha. Now you like we mentioned before, you're a big upstate guy. There's not many times that you've made it down to New York City, but another big promotion like the WWE, you see a lot of guys going to the Performance Center and start and kind of moving their lives to that Florida area. Is that something that is your aspiration that you're looking forward to? Um, you know, honestly, it's definitely the the goal and aspiration. Um, you, you know, you, you never want to stop working to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, it is for me. I know a lot of other people, it, it maybe isn't. Um, but you know, it's definitely something that, you know, if the timing was right and if every, and if, you know, all the, uh, all the stars align the right way, absolutely. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a, you know, a, a, a family to think about and, you know, a little, a little one at home and, you know, I got to take them into consideration, but, you know, like I said, man, if it, the opportunity is there and, and it's a, it's a right thing to do, then absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, well, let's bring that up for a little bit. Your family, being a professional wrestler, it's not easy. It's not easy for a parent, um, or let alone a spouse, see what goes on in that ring. How do you, how does your family feel about your, your career in professional wrestling? Uh, my family is very proud. And the one thing that, uh, you know, my daughter, she just turned six, you know, not too long ago. And, uh, I remember, you know, before she was born, you know, there was the, uh, the thought and the, uh, you know, of, you know, all right, well, maybe I should start slowing down. Maybe I should, you know, focus more on family. And I'll never forget my fiance telling me, she says, no, she says, this is your dream. This is what you were put on the, on the world to do. She was like, we just had to find a balance. You know, but she's been so supportive and she's just been so amazing. And I'll never forget the one thing she said. She said, what do you want to teach your daughter to either when, you know, 
something comes about, you just quit your dream or mm. you want to set that example to, you know, daddy never gave up on his dream. Wow. And he has, and no matter what, he always made every single game. He always made every single practice. You know, he, he was always there. So I, I kind of take that away and that's what kind of motivates me to continue to do this. Yeah. So, you know, it was it definitely, I mean, without family that, you know, you wouldn't have it. That's so. amazing. I'm blessed. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I mean, the balance must be difficult too. Cause you mentioned you want to make all the games. Your daughter plays sports too. True. Yeah. What does she play? Uh, she's, uh, right now she's in dance and so she does softball. Wow. So, and, uh, and daddy actually helps, uh, help coach out her, uh, her softball. And luckily, uh, a lot of the, the bookings that I have that, uh, fall on a Saturday and she has a game on, luckily they're not that far away and her games are in the morning. So I can found a balance mm. <laughs> to be able to be there in the morning, do her game. All right, cool. <laughs> and then hop in a car and then right right off into uh to wherever the show is at night and uh try to go steal the show. Yeah, that's crazy because I we've come across a lot of people who are working hard to create that balance like you are and then we have also run into certain people who can't find the balance and and realize that they need to make the choice either it's going to be the family life or it's going to be the wrestling life. Do you have any advice to those who may be on the crossroad, whether they need to make the choice or they need to create the balance on, and how do they do it? I would probably start with, you have to be very realistic with yourself. And in doing that, like, for example, if I had my daughter when I was 40 years old and I've been wrestling for God knows how long, I'd probably be like, okay, <laughs> it's time to, uh, time to think about either doing something else, cutting back, or maybe, you know, going into a different role with wrestling where all my time is being taken away. So I mm -hmm. definitely think you should be, you got to be realistic, but also like, you know, you really have to, what I did is I sat down and I said, okay, here's all the places that I normally wrestle. And here's all the places that I aspire to wrestle at. And I, I, it's kind of like a pros and cons type thing. And, you know, you, you got to make decisions on what is best. Okay. She, you know, for me, for example, my little one has practice on Saturday morning. Okay. Well, I can't do a show that's five hours away. How about I try doing a show two hours away? You know, so I, I, I try to map everything out, you know, well in advance. Yep. Um, and also, I mean, you know, you got to have that support system, you know, because I mean, what we do as entertainers is very difficult, especially being away being gone and being on the road, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I just, you just gotta be, you gotta be responsible. You know, if you have six kids and <laughs> you know, you, you're only making $20 a booking, well, you either got to figure something out or you got to, you know, you, you got to do a lot of thinking and you got to figure out what's best for those six kids. So that's, that's just, I guess my advice is just kind of be, be real with yourself, you know? And mm -hmm. I mean, if you have real talent, I mean, there's the talent always rises, you know? I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta put in the work and you gotta get yourself out there. But you know, if you're talented, you know, I, hopefully things will happen and you know, then, then you go from there, but you know, definitely just gotta be realistic with yourself and, you know, look at your situation that you're at. Now, 
you mentioned slightly for a moment uh, trips. You, as a professional wrestler, you put a lot of time in the car. What do you yes. listen to when you're driving from town to town? What do I listen to? Yeah. I, I loved listening to podcasts. Lately, I've been really liking uh, uh, the Bruce Pritchard Something to Wrestle With podcast. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll either listen to that if I, or if I'm in a car with a bunch of people. Um, we do a game that Kevin Kelly told me that, uh, him, Adam Cole and a bunch of, you know, top ring of honor guys would do where they would, uh, they would do promos and you would start with the passenger and then you, you know, when they were done with their promo would go to the person behind them. And then when they were done to go to the person next to them and then it would go to the driver. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's, I mean, if you're going to be in the car for hours on end, you might as well practice your promos because what better time than to, you know, talk, you know in character and you know talk bad about one another while you're all sitting together you know because i know you know some people do promos and they do them in the mirror or whatever and they're like you know their family probably looks at them like oh what the hell they're doing talking to themselves but <laughs> you know what better way than to do them in the car with all your buddies yeah um what are is there a memorable trip that you've had when you've been on the road or some road stories that you don't mind sharing with us oh man there's been <laughs> there's been quite a few um, I remember, uh, this one time I was riding with, uh, one of my buddies, uh, from around here in Binghamton and, uh, actually we, I was, I was in the passenger and he was driving and he had a big, big, big truck and, uh, we were coming home. It was really late at night and, uh, a deer ran right out in front of him Shit. and I swear to God, my heart stopped Oh my God! <laughs> and I was like, it was like time slowed down. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way we're, we're hitting this deer. And I mean, it was a huge, I mean, we're talking like 300 pound deer. Yeah. And out of nowhere, like the thing just hopped and it cleared the truck we were in and he totally missed it. And I just was like, I could not believe it. I was like, <laughs> there's no way that anybody in this world is going to is going to believe us on that but that was one i haven't recently actually and that's uh, wild that's the only yeah, stuff you see in in those suburban areas yeah not too many I mean, deer like, in the city yeah no i mean like when you're up in upstate new york i mean there's a there's a lot of things that come rolling out on the uh, on the highway i remember one time i was going to a show in uh, pennsylvania and on yeah in uh 81 south towards mm-hmm. scranton um I saw this black thing on the side of the road moving at a good speed, and I thought it was a tire at first. Okay. And I was like, huh. But then the closer I got to it, I'm like, maybe that's a dog. And then when I got right next to it, I was like, oh, my God, that's a bear. Holy shit. has got a dead shit. deer carcass in his mouth. It was oh, literally a, man. I, I, was, I literally was like, oh, my God. Like, look at the size of this thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's crazy! Always good then, road uh, stories, man. Oh, uh, and the the last one I'll tell you is the uh, the last time I went to Canada. This this is a good one. So, for any of you who has been across the border, you know how difficult it can be to travel. You know, really with any border crossing. So, uh, I was going to C four Wrestling, which is in Ottawa. So I had to go all the way up past Watertown, past Fort Drum, across the border up there way upstate new york Mm -hmm. so as we pull up to the uh you know to the border patrol you know you hand your 
your passports or your enhanced licenses, whatever you have. And then they start asking you a bunch of questions. Well, apparently it was this guy's first day on the job. Okay. And he was like, pull your vehicle over for inspection. And we're like, okay, no problem. We know we're not hiding anything. Uh Um, So we pull over, right? And he begins to go through our bags. Again, I have nothing to hide. Neither does anybody that I'm traveling with. Go ahead. He pulled out my kick pads and my ring vest Uh and thought that it was SWAT tactical gear. Oh, God. (laughs) And said, you have to go with us right now. And I was like, why? You can't just come with us right now. So they put me in immigration. We were all in like separate little rooms and they begin questioning us on what that was. And like, I'll just, I never forget, I'll never forget telling the guy like, dude, if you think like some sweaty spandex and some kick pads <laughs> or SWAT tactical gear, man, you might want to get a new job, bro. So, uh, so anyway, his, uh, his supervisor, who is the normal lady that we always see when we go up past, you know, in, in across the border, she came in and she was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I know exactly what you're doing. It's no big deal. Here's the keys to your car. You're free to go. So <laughs> I was, I was like, we were really relieved because I was fully expecting that door to open and have one of those giant Mounties with like latex gloves going, all right, boy, cavity you know, search. cavity search. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So. When I saw her, I was I was very relieved. You know, in a world where professional wrestling, you would think everybody knows it well. You know, it's one of America's pastimes at this point. There's still some people who may not know wrestling and that, or wrestling he, gear. I'm like, yeah, wow. he had no idea. He just saw you know shiny boots and and all this stuff that he just assumed it was tactical swat gear. <laughs> I was like, dude, man, like, well, let me say you're, you're one of the fanciest, fanciest (laughs) tactical, uh, SWAT team that I, that I would have ever seen (laughs) come together. Maybe that that's an inspiration for a new faction. Like, you know, instead of the shield coming out with that, you know, just to the black tactical gear, like they should like put some color in it, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Let it, let it shine, make it glitter. Make it, make it look like Jericho's uh, jackets, you know, with all the lights on. Oh, without, well, that, that was that was the thing that got to me. I was like, dude, at, at any point when you looked at any of that stuff, did you not see my name in spandex on it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know too many SWAT tactical operators or whatever they're called, but I doubt they have their name plastered all over right. it and, you know, shattered glass spandex. But, I mean, I could be wrong. You never know. You never know. We, we've explored a few of your passions outside of the ring, but um, do you, what else do you do outside? Do you watch any sports? Do you play uh, games? Are you like a comic book nerd? Oh, man, you got me on the comic book nerd. Big, <laughs> big comic book nerd, big time. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's cool because like I, I, in up here in upstate New York, Binghamton, where I'm from, there's a, uh, there's a comic book shop. Uh, it's called Soundground. Mm-hmm. amazing place awesome place if anyone's ever in up in the area definitely check them out and uh every year on free comic book day they get a hold of uh they're a sponsor for excite wrestling so they oh, uh awesome. they get a hold of us and uh what they do is they uh all the dudes at the wrestling school you know they pay to get their uh you know costumes made up and they actually have us uh dress in like cosplay oh yeah i've seen some in of those their pictures. store yeah and then we actually do like like a superhero fight 
and oh, uh so cool. oh dude it's uh it's so much fun it totally is and i mean you know the all the little kids get a big kick out of it you know and uh it's just you know it's cool you know it's two companies you know local you know companies coming together and uh you know making good business which is always fun yeah oh man that sounds really cool if you haven't cho- hadn't to choose if you did not choose a career in professional wrestling uh what do you think you'd be doing mm, man you know, I, I don't even know. I mean, literally wrestling has been like the only thing that I've, you know, that I've ever really wanted to do. I mean, I probably, most likely I probably would have been either like a police officer or, mm. you know, something around that nature. Um, just cause that runs in my family, but there again, probably not because, you know, cops are cops and I don't know how well, you know, me being me, I, I would be. So <laughs> I think what I'm doing is just fine. <laughs> what What does that mean? You being you, like if um, I were to ask any of your friends, what is something that is so Shankar? What do you think they would tell me? Uh, they would probably tell you that, uh, that, that I, I thoroughly enjoy a good practical joke. And I, uh, <laughs> I've been known to, uh, to play a few here and there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where, you know, I, I, I'm very, I, I don't take things too seriously. I take them serious, but mm-hmm. not like, you know, so serious, you know, that it's like, okay, man, calm down. So, you know, they, they, they probably tell you, you know, like, you know, many of my high school buddies that I was a class clown and, you know, I, I just, I love to laugh and have fun and stuff like that. Always love to be the entertainer cool. is what they probably say. Cool. Now you mentioned earlier there was a list of things and places you wanted to wrestle. Do you have like a wrestling bucket list of things that you want to do? Oh man, you know so many, so much of my wrestling bucket list has been crossed off. Awesome. But the there there is one thing, and uh, I don't know who knows if it'll ever happen. If not, you know I, I'll be able to move on. But uh, Growing up, obviously, I was a really big fan of Rob Van Dam, so I would love to have a one-on-one match with Van Dam at one wow. point. I know he's kind of in semi-retirement right mm-hmm. now, so who knows if it'll happen, but, you know, who knows? I mean, I would love to have it, but, you know, if it doesn't happen, I totally understand. I was actually, uh, I was uh, blessed enough to meet RVD one time at an indie show and uh, got to get a, you know, tell him that, hey, you know, you're probably one of the biggest reasons why i'm doing this and you know we got to have a cool little moment you know he offered a little bit of advice and you know it was it was cool we had that moment so if a match never happens i'm totally okay with it well that's awesome it's great that you had that moment too you know oh yeah absolutely many people go trying to achieve to find that person who inspired them and never get the opportunity to uh but it's cool that you got to do that uh, any highs or lows so far in your wrestling career that you want to bring up? Uh, you know, honestly, like for me, it's all been a high, you know? I mean, yeah, there's been times where it's like, no, oh, that sucks. Or, mm, you know, that didn't work out the way I wanted. But honestly, man, like when I first got into this, I just wanted to be respected. You know, I, I, you know, the very first goal I had is, you know, I just, I didn't want to be the, that type of person who, you know, when you show up to a show, people are like, oh, God, how did he get on the show? You know what I mean? Or yeah. I, I always wanted to be the guy where, you know, a lot of people were like, yo, he's a, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good good worker. And, you know, he uh, he can all, he always brings it. You know, that's that's what I aspired for is just to respect things. So, you know, above all else, man, it, my, you know, everything I've done has been, you know, an absolute high. So I can't complain about anything. Well, to gain respect, 
you coming into BCW and going straight to the top man, if if you win, that's going to get you a lot of respect. And if you lose, I hope you have a great amount of match that people are going to respect you, whether whether you win or lose. Do you have any words to Az when he's listening to this show? You know, Az, you, you know what you're going to get. You know, this isn't our first dance. This isn't the first time we've ever been in the ring together. I've defeated you. You've defeated me. Who knows what's going to happen? I could walk out as, uh, as the BCW heavyweight champion or Az can retain, but you know, the one thing that, you know, I will say is win, lose, or draw, I will I will get the respect of the BCW fans, and I will, you know, I will do my best to make sure that I keep coming back. Sean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. If anybody wanted to follow you on social media, where would they do that? Oh, uh, well, first, it's been an absolute blast for me. Thank you. And uh, the social media, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Hybrid Sean Carr. Uh, I'm on Instagram is uh car sean 77 everything is lowercase and then you can always hit me up on facebook just t- type in my name sean Carr, and uh you can pull you know put you in uh, in the direction of all my social media so awesome man well michael j putty has some news and some ron smackdown cheers and heels to take care of but do you mind sticking around for last call absolutely it would be an honor Sweet. What's up, guys? Sean Carr here. And if you want to hear more, make sure you stick around for Last Call. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. Last week, folks, to get you that theme song, you're going to be hearing it a lot because Fox has acquired the rights to SmackDown. Well, the executive chairman of 21st Century Fox, Rupert Murdoch, is believed to be the influential part in the recent broadcasting deal, which saw Fox secure SmackDown for a whopping $1 billion over five years. The deal was reportedly negotiated between Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Fox executives. Although the deal has not yet been officially signed on the dotted line, there has been a verbal agreement sealed with a gentleman's handshake. The Hollywood Reporter notes that Murdoch told WWE that NBC are embarrassed to have sports entertainment brand on their network, even though it brings in strong and consistent viewership, also ratings probably, and, you know, let's face it, advertising. Murdoch is also believed to have told Vince McMahon in a phone call that this will usher in a new era between himself and the McMahons as they both see themselves as rebels who built their own big media empires. In addition, Fox plans to air promos across all sports programming every night of the week along with a new weekly in-studio show on Fox Sports 1. It is believed shortly that Fox will sell the majority of their assets to Disney or even Comcast with sports being the centerpiece for the network's programming on, quote-unquote, the new Fox. While on the subject of SmackDown and Fox, after a week of questions swirling about the reports of SmackDown being moved to Friday, I can confirm that my sources have told me that SmackDown will remain a live show and will not revert back to a pre-taped show. So what does that mean for the scheduling? What does that mean for the wrestlers themselves? We'll keep you updated in other news. PW Stream on Twitter has noted Daniel Bryan's current status with WWE still remains questionable and i quote 
Per sources, Daniel Bryan is still yet to sign a new deal with WWE. As such, the company is tentative with their plans for him moving forward. Now, I don't know how y'all feel, but if he did not sign with the WWE, it's kind of a big slap, a big fuck you to these guys. He's retired due to medical reasons. They still gave him a job anyway as a general manager of SmackDown. Uh, he questioned his status. He fought to get it reopened, I think the word I'm looking for is. They did. They reevaluated his case. They reinstated him and gave him a shot again on SmackDown roster. Now, for him to to leave WWE to go back to New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever else he's planning on going to, me, I'm a loyal guy. I'm very loyal to the people who are loyal to me. And if he resigns with somebody else, fuck you, Daniel Bryan. We don't want you anyway. Take care. Comb your hair. In other news. WWE executive who helped secure the company's recent deal with the United Arab Emirates has been fired following a series of Islamic phobic tweets from his wife. Sal Saida was fired after Huffington Post article highlighted his wife's Amy Meckelberg with content of her tweets being brought to the attention of WWE. A company spokesman said, and I quote, now that it has come to our attention, Sal Saida is no longer an employee with this company. On her Twitter account, which has followers including the President Donald Trump, Roseanne Barr, Sean Hannity, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Meckelberg targets Islam in over her 45,000 tweets. Man, bitch, get out of fucking life. Uh, in one particular tweet, which has over 9,000 retweets, she claims that opposing Islam is no different than opposing Nazism or Communism. Wow. That still exists in this world, folks. Ugh. In other news... All right, folks, Team USA now is coming out here at Survivor Series 1997 with a very familiar theme song, which I just noticed. Because that's the first time I'm watching it since 97 myself. Kurt Angle's theme song, Gold Medal, was their entrance music. And Kurt Angle, I think, hasn't even debuted yet in the company. So, but man, Sable is smoking hot. Oh, man, I forget how hot she was. Sable, woo, beautiful woman. What was I talking about? In other news... CM Punk and Colt Cabana took the stand in their liable and slander trial against WWE senior ringside physician Chris Amon. Whilst under oath, CM Punk confirmed that CM in his nickname stands for Chick Magnet. Punk was a member of the tag team called Chick Magnets back in the day. I think it was Ring of Honor back in the, maybe his backyard wrestling days. And it was believed the initials stood for that Chick Magnet, but he would never officially confirm it. So there was a lot of other rumors, including chick magnet i think it was chicago made and of course the only two i'm thinking of because i didn't write them down uh during an interview with sam roberts last october his wife said that the initials were meant to be a mystery she said and i quote it's something it's supposed to be a mystery for the fans for the rest of time so he says something different each and every time so i don't want to break that well under oath he broke that so officially it is chick magnet punk all right you know i don't really care what cm stood for in the first place now we know what was his partner? It was Chick Magnets back in the tag team. What was, what was his partner's name? Was CM something else? Because his partner wasn't CM something. CM Punk makes no sense. In other news, it appears W's attempt to promote 205 Live brand on Raw is now officially over. Since the 205 Live brand launched in November of 2016, Raw was the home of the Cruiserweights. But the segments have struggled. They had not garnished any interest or viewership or entertainment. The fans kind of kind of shed on it. They weren't really interested. That was the bathroom break, if you will. Well, you know, we heard a couple months ago, Triple H took over the Cruiserweights at the beginning of this year. And slowly, you know, we're seeing the changes that are made that are more in tune with the viewers want to see. 
while Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer revealed on Twitter that while the Cruiserweights are a part of the Raw's house show brands, they will no longer be featured on the Monday Night Raw live telecast. So, I won't miss them. How do you feel about the Cruiserweights being no longer on Raw? Let us know. At the Shot of Wrestling on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Get involved in the conversation. In other news, talked about a while ago about Io Sharia. Io Shirai. Ugh. How do you say this name? Io Shirai. Preach. Io Shirai revealed that she has left stardom on amicable terms and will be joining the WWE. She wrote on a blog, and I quote, I'm going to leave stardom with me aiming for a further leap into the world of professional wrestling in the future. She further added that she's making this move from stardom so she doesn't have any regrets in the future about her career. She had a try out with WWE back last year but failed the medical test and she was not offered a contract. It would seem those medical issues have been resolved and speculation suggests that she might be appearing for the second May Young Classic Tournament this coming summer. In other news, it is being reported by SquaredCircleSirens.com that Ring of Honor wrestling star Diona Peruzzo. Peruzzo? Ugh. How do you say this name? Deanna Prazo. Appreciate that she has signed with the WWE. The 23-year-old made several appearances in NXT. She's also a member of Adam Rose's Rosebuds. And also, in addition, she has made a handful of appearances on Impact Wrestling. Over the past few years, she has been a driving force in the launch of Ring of Honor's Women of Honor division. And on the independent circuit, she has captured several women's championships, including the East Coast Wrestling Association Women's Championship. So it seems like a good pickup for them. We'll keep you updated. You know the news. Speaking of women wrestling here in the WWE, WWE has confirmed the dates for the second annual May Young Classic to be Wednesday, August 8th and Thursday, August 9th at Full Sail University. No word yet on when the tapings will air on the network, but we will keep you updated in other news. According to a report from WrestlingNews.com, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are doing way better than the officials expected them to do in terms of merchandise sales. The report also notes W officials apparently have big plans for the duo. Look for them to you know, become a major part of SmackDown Live, similar to what they did with Michelle McCool and Layla, you know, the team Lay Cool. I remember when they won the women's championship, they kind of split the belt in half. They were co-champions. I could see them doing that with the Iconics. So happy to hear this. I'm a big fan of the Iconics. Hoping that this means good things for their future. In other news, a GoFundMe page has been set up to help Matt Capitelli's family try, you know, raise some money for his medical bills. We've been talking about this story nonstop for the last several months. Um, if you want to help, which I hope you do, I do. So please go to GoFundMe.com and search for Team Cap, T-E-A-M-C-A-P-P, two P's, and uh, give what you can to help this guy and his medical costs. God bless. Once again, Matt Capitelli will keep you in thoughts and prayers in other news. During an episode of WCW Thunder back in 2018 years ago, David Arquette won the WCW Championship, which he held for 12 days before losing it to Jeff Jarrett. The choice to have him become world champion was uh, a tie-in to his movie Ready to Rumble. It's also seen as one of the final nails in the coffin to the old WCW. Well, this week on Wendy Williams, he announced he's planning on returning to professional wrestling. He's kind of tired of his name being seen as a joke. He wants to vindicate his name, bring back respect to the Arquette name. So he's planning on doing that. So good luck to him. I don't know where this will lead. I don't know how it's going to pan out. But uh, he's not winning anything in WWE. Next stop is Impact. I can see him doing something in Impact. So finally, in other news, 
We talked about it a couple weeks ago how the charges against Enzo Amore have been dropped. After months of social media silence, he responded how he will answer those allegations in Times Square this past Monday. And uh, our own Green Man was there. A big crowd turned out to the heart of New York City in Times Square. And I'm hoping Green Man landed an interview with him because that'll be a get. That will be something to put us over the edge. So Green Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to your interview with Enzo Amore. But he was there. It was a big publicity stunt to promote the release of his new music video, Phoenix. He went into detail about what happened, actually. Enzo noted that he never heard of the rape allegations against him until the day they were made on Twitter. The E suspended him shortly after that and then fired him the following day. He claimed that not only did he not know all the allegations, but he was never contacted by the police and his lawyer had to email him those allegations. Well... I watched the video several times. The video was, uh, it's not that bad. It's better than I thought it was. First of all, the production value is amazing. It was way better than I expected. There were some funny lyrics. He ain't no Bill Cosby. Um, Talking about TMZ, you know, we're, we're guilty until proven innocent. Unfortunately, that is the truth here in the United States. So yeah, I'm going to play it for you now. Let us know your thoughts. Dial it up, 619-343-3005, or let us know on our social medias. So monkeys in the trunk, play Enzo's, I'm sorry, Real Ones, Phoenix. Listen up, you sloppy, jalopy son of a bitch. Sitting on your fucking couch with your fucking phone in your hand, doing your armchair detective work, thinking you know what the fuck's going on. When was the last time you kept a two-month social media show? you think I wasn't going to say shit? I'ma let y'all talk shit, talk shit. If I had a fuck to give, I'd give it. Feeling froggy, ain't gotta leave. All you gotta do is rivers. Rain on a zero fucks giving exhibit. I got nothing loves. Minute for minute, then a minute to win it. Sky's the limit. Sorry, officer, gotta admit it. Yeah, I'm over the limit. Left car now with a one-way ticket. Rolled up with it, sparked that bitch. Turned on and with it, lit my lips. Pissed like slits, bitch, I just shit it. I feel the hate on the crazy eights. Uh, let's see y'all pivot. Ball my court, bounce back, we're number 24. Fuck shit footprint right off my image. Wow. I just love, cause you can last. Wow. Double that sword, once I love, once I hate. Either way, I glitch, I ain't dumb. What's he gonna say, what's he gonna do? Got him on the toes like a midget. Out of here, no. Couple red roses, I'm a gimmick. Couple tears at the funeral. They cry tears of joy at my funeral. Yeah. They cry tears of joy at my funeral. Still I rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Middle finger to the sky, gripping my consensual penis. Lying ass hoe out in Phoenix. When I say this shit, I mean it. Fuck you, Marks, I hate it. This for all my fans are waiting. Entertainment's hottest free agent. Bitch, I'm reincarnated. Gucci with you dirty baby Bad gifts is bliss, so is innocence This apocalypse, guilty till you proven innocent Ass back is bullshit, is it? Ass back was bullshit, is it? I got a lot less to prove than you The only thing I put in that pudding was proof uh. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, bitch Pudding ain't got no roof or land No, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch uh, no, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch Proof was the only ingredient I used to make this shit They make you feel when you win When you genuine, you buy the win Six years as a role model Time to start to dream out Lord, full throttle I ain't thinking about tomorrow I ain't got a buck to ball Lawyer up and wipe it down See you at the civil trial Bitch, some wages getting gone in Bitch, some wages getting garnished for my image that you tarnished. I ain't asking for an ounce of sorrow. So this was day my life. I can't wait for tomorrow. I 
Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. Fame can be forsaken. Tweeting allegation, falsified statement, fake news and defamation. Do the media speculation based on misinformation is the basis of damnation for our whole fucking nation. Break a story, and then you jump to conclusions. Break an ankle when you land and never cast a resolution. TMZ owes me some restitution in the midst of dissolution. Choosing public prosecution over constitution. Ain't the right solution. Gender persecution hurts the Me Too movement and our women's revolution. Fuck you, do. All of you that have ever been abused, you scream me too. I stand by you. I stand by you. But for wrongfully accused, justice long overdue. So here's a big fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, from me to you. Anyone inside of me, my dear mama's still fucking proud of me. You got your 15 minutes, girl. I ain't mad at you. I'm in love for you. I got me against the world, and still I rise from the ashes like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky, gripping my consensual penis, lying ass hoe out in Phoenix. When I say this shit, I mean it. Fuck you, Marks, I hate it. This why all my fans are waiting. Entertainment's hottest free agent. Bitch, I'm reincarnated. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown. An impact. Here and here. So once again, Raw sucked. Gonna heal Braun Strowman, giving the nickname Mr. Monster in the Bank. That's, that's just plain stupid. It makes no sense. Money in the Bank is a popular catchphrase. That makes sense. If you're going to put a contract for world championship, that ergo is technically money in the bank. Mr. Monster in the Bank makes absolutely no sense. It is stupid. Please, please do not let this catch on. Please do not make this into a t-shirt. I feel that's where they're going with it. Because odds are he's winning. So, Mr. Monster in the Bank, I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm going to cheers Elias with a pretty sweet guitar shot on Seth Rollins standing on the uh, announce table. Came out of nowhere, hit him in the back with his guitar. Seth Rollins went flying off the announcer desk to the floor below. Going to heal. Uh, why is Nia Jax heal now? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Because after all this anti-bullying storyline that she went through with Alexa Bliss, now she's a heel and now she's acting like a bully? Inconsistent. Doesn't fit her character. It makes no sense. Ugh. All the last couple of months have been for naught, apparently. But that was raw because Raw sucked. Moving on to SmackDown. SmackDown was fantastic this week. Cheers, Carmella on commentary. Did a great job. Carmella has evolved fantastically the last couple months, and this just proved it even more so. Great job on commentary. And I'm also going to cheers that match. You know, Impressive, very impressive showing by Mandy Rose. Not only did she look good physically, she looked good in the ring. She held her own against the likes of Asuka. So very impressive. Good job for her. And uh, I don't know if I was talking about this last week, but... I've read a report that the Mandy Rose character is now who they originally planned on envisioning for the character of Emelina. You know, that makes sense. The graphics are the same. The music is kind of the same. The colors are very similar. So I guess Emelina is what Mandy Rose is now. And she's making the most of it. So good job, Mandy Rose. Doing a great job. Cheers, that six-man tag team match. You know, that was fun. It was very entertaining. 
and the crowd seemed really into it. Erwin the Voice Escobar was even into it. He texted me saying it was a fun match. He loved how the New Day are always innovative with their move sets. So I have to agree with that. It was a good match. I'm going to chill here. It's again, chill is a cheer and a heel combined. I don't know how I felt about the dance battle against Lana and Naomi. I mean, it was great to watch because both are beautiful women. Both danced very well. But, you know, what was the point of that? It didn't really progress any storyline further. But, you know, it was good seeing the Usos on my TV again because apparently they don't do anything anymore because the tag team division doesn't do anything on SmackDown anymore. But, of course, I'll take any chance I get to see the Usos. Speaking of the Usos, speaking of battles, do you remember when, I think it was last year, when the Usos had a rap battle against the New Day? It was well done. It It was a good segment. Great man then challenged me to a rap battle as well. So in turn, I thought, almost a year later, let me return the favor. I thought it would be fun for me to challenge Green Man to a dance battle. Well, folks, in all honesty, you know, my responses have been ignored. I've not heard back from the Green Man. Uh, I guess he's still recovering from the ass beating I gave him in the rap battle. I know I destroyed him. I was declared a victor. I guess he doesn't want to embarrass himself yet again. So I tried, folks, but he has not... Enter the challenge, so I guess I am your unofficial dance battle shadow wrestling champion. Hashtag congratulations to me. Let's go over Impact. They held their special under pressure event, and the results are Eli Drake defeated Scott Steiner, Madison Rain defeated Tessa Blanchard, Brian Cage defeated Desmond Xavier to become the number one contender for the X Division Championship, Sue Young defeated Allie in a last rights coffin match to win the knockout championship, and Austin Aries, the belt collector. Defeated Pentagon Jr. to win the Impact Championship. All in all, top to bottom, wasn't that bad of a show. It was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Why is Scott Steiner still here? Where did he even come from? And he faced against Eli Drake. So I'm on Impact, I think it was last week. Eli Drake looked very familiar. Once again, like really familiar. I couldn't place where I knew him from. It wasn't BCW. It wasn't HOG. It wasn't any indie show. Where did I know? Was it WWE? Did I see him on WWE Network maybe somewhere? I don't remember. Then boom. Thanks to the powers that be at Wikipedia, I found out where I knew him from. He was on a reality competition show, I think it was 2013, 2014. The Hero, which was produced and hosted by The Rock over at TNT. It was a good show, very very powerful, very uplifting, very inspiring. But I remember him being an asshole. He was a jerk. He was selfish. He didn't care about the team. He only cared about himself. And he was a huge douchebag. Apparently, that's his new gimmick now. That's his new character. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not his character. Maybe that's who he really is. Eli Drake. Good showing, though. I think I'm liking this guy. He's grown on me. And whoa, whoa. Sue Young is hot. Sue Young, we saw her at Standalone Wrestling back in February in New Jersey. Couldn't get a good look at her. She had the uh, long hair. She had the heavy makeup on, the very creepy makeup on. Couldn't get a good look at her last week in Impact or this week in Impact. So I decided to Google Sue Young. And without her makeup, in a regular face, yeah, kind of attractive. And once again, they had a clip of the week. This week, it was much shorter than last week's. Like, much shorter. It still could have been a little shorter. It still kind of went a little long. I think they could have edited it to be much shorter. But I guess my question has been answered. Someone over at Impact Wrestling has been listening. You know, so it's good to know that someone over at WWE is listening to me. And apparently someone over at Impact is listening to me as well. So next week, a little bit shorter. Just a little bit shorter. But overall, Under Pressure was a good showing as we build up to Slammiversary in Toronto, Canada. Do I have to pay for that now? Oh, that sucks. It's getting some ratings. This week's Raw drew a 2.494 million, which is down from last week's 2.668 million, and is a new viewership low for 2018. Also, in addition to it airing on Memorial Day, it faced 
Very heavy competition from Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, which averaged 14.81 million viewers. This is the second lowest Raw viewership in history, barely beating the September 26, 2016 show, which drew 2.478 million. That episode drew that low because it went against the presidential debate against Trump and Hillary Clinton, which drew 30 million viewers, plus NFL Monday Night Football, which drew 8 million viewers that night. Raw was number four in viewership for that night behind the NBA playoffs, inside the NBA playoffs, and the NBA playoffs pregame show. Raw was number five for the night in 18 to 49 demographic behind the NBA playoffs, inside the NBA playoffs, the NBA playoffs pregame show, and of course, Love and Hip Hop. The NBA playoffs topped the night with almost 18 million viewers for the night. SmackDown this week drew 2.195 million, which is exactly the same as last week's 2.195 million. SmackDown was number seven in the night for viewership behind the Hannity, Tucker Carlson, the Ingram Angle, Special Report, The Last Word, and The Five. SmackDown was number one in the night for the 18-49 to demographic. There was no competition from the NBA or the NHL that night. So, Impact, this week's Impact, Special Under Pressure, drew a 283,000 viewers, which is up from last week's 263,000. Impact ranked 107 on the cable top 150, which is up from last week's 109 ranking. Hannity topped the night in viewership with almost 3 million viewers, while Jersey Shore was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic. There was no competition, and their viewership went up, so I'm still believing the hype, the putty effect. So, see what happens next week. That's your ratings, good some go-home thoughts. Next time you hear my voice, it will be on episode 120, as we emanate from the world's famous Elks Lodge to cover BCW Summer on Smash Event. We are the official podcast of BCW Bree Combination Wrestling Bree with two eyes, and they will present their Summer on Smash event featuring the Ugly Ducklings taking on The Rep. Now, as a formidable tag team like The Rep feel about making their BCW debut against a tag team such as the Ugly Ducklings? Yo, <laughs> we gonna hurt them boys. We gonna hurt them ducks. I'm letting you know that now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to apologize in advance. That's all. Ain't gonna be flopping. Ain't gonna be flying. Ain't gonna be no flying bees. Ain't gonna be no quacking. Ain't gonna be no Emil Vestavets or whatever the hell his name is. Ain't none of that going down. I'm just giving you a heads up. Gotta love the confidence oozing from the rep. Although, you know, don't hate on the Flying V. It was a great move. It beat Iceland in the World Games, so don't hate on the Flying V. I would love to see it again, actually. Next up, we got Santana Garrett going against Federated Zone Allie Rex, fresh off her Raw debut. Next up, we got Darius Carter going against Mercedes Martinez in an intergender matchup. And how does Miss Mercedes Martinez feel about going against wrestling's richest prize, Darius Carter? Find out for yourself. Here we go. I'm excited, actually. Um, I'm not nervous at all. I think it's uh, I'm coming into this uh, company with a statement to make. Um, whether it's male or female, it just so happens that Darius Carter likes to talk, but can he walk the walk? Um, I've heard all his issues with management. I've heard, you know, all the problems he had. He wants to skyrocket himself to the top. But to be on top, you've got to beat the top person in wrestling. Whether it's female or male, I'm that top person. So I'm coming in there, and I'm just going to kick his ass like I do everybody else. And he's just going to have to feel the wrath of the Latina rage. Now, is it me or what she says, Latina rage, it's kind of a turn on. Well, Miss Martinez, good luck to you because Darius Carter is on a roll. BCW management has given him every obstacle they can think of, and he has beaten them down. So good luck to you, Miss Martinez. Next up, we got this sexy Zane himself, the definition of authority and sexiness. A good friend of the show, Eric Jaden, will take on making his BCW debut. 
Eddie McQueen. Now I can go on and on about this match, but let's hear from the horse's mouth. Eddie, how do you feel about this? You know, I thought the idea of the match was like, uh, okay, whatever, who's paying me? But now, as I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I actually have to do this. <laughs> uh, um, so I did not need to wash my gear before and after this match, if I wasn't going to already. But I think I might need to put a little bleach in the load. Ugh. I- I'm so scared that one of those little curly, cute, like, chest hairs is going to end up in, like, my mental towel. Uh-huh. Regardless, I will be victorious against Eric Jaden because my strategy going into this match is brilliant. Didn't lie between confidence and cockiness here. So we'll see what happens here in the hard-fought match. Next up, we got my folks... My family, me familiar over at Federated going against PCA. I'm assuming my man Mike Orlando will be the head captain of this team. Who will represent PCA? We'll find out on June 8th. And in the main event, Azrael defends his BCW World Championship against the man you heard earlier, Sean Carr. Now, how does Sean Carr feel about going against the champion at BCW? Well, Sean, let him know. You know, as... You, you know what you're going to get. You know, this isn't our first dance. This isn't the first time we've ever been in the ring together. I've defeated you. You've defeated me. Who knows what's going to happen? I could walk out as, a, as the BCW heavyweight champion or as can retain. But, you know, the one thing that, you know, I will say is win, lose, or draw, I will, I will get the respect of the BCW fans, and I will, you know, I will do my best to, Make sure that I keep coming back. So that's BCW Summer on Smash in a nutshell. Tickets are still available. Make sure you get your ticket because this is a show you do not want to miss. And if you're lucky enough to be at the Elks Lodge that night, I will be there alongside Green Man and the rest of the team here at A Show of Wrestling covering the show top to bottom. So make sure you stop by our table. Take a picture. Maybe get an autograph. You know, it's $5 for a picture, $10 for an autograph for your boy at Michael J. Party at 8 by 10 is available. So if you want to stop by... What, what, what's this? Alright. So got a bit of note. Autographs and pictures are free. Thank you for uh thank you for that. Anyway, we'll be there at Elks Lodge. Stop by, say hello, introduce yourself, and you know, maybe hop on the mic, share your thoughts on what's going on at BCW Summer on Smash. That is June 8th at Elks Lodge. June 9th I will be at HOG Temperature Rising. To meet the Hall of Famer, the great Jeff Jarrett. So if you're there as well, make sure you stop by. Look for the guy who's six foot six wearing a Shadow Wrestling t-shirt. And that's me. So stop by, say hi, take a picture, see what's up. But that's this weekend. The following weekend after the action-packed weekend of indie wrestling, June 17th. Make sure you are at the Crown Room on Bell Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, as we host our monthly viewing party for Money in the Bank. So far, it'll be a good card. There are drink specials. Not enough. There are food specials. Not enough. There is no cover. That's not enough. I don't know what is. So make sure you swing on by the Crown Room and Bell Boulevard and hang out with your boy at Michael J. Putty. The Green Man will be there. Hopefully others will be there as well. So, you know, come out, hang out, have a good time, have a couple of drinks, eat some food, and, uh, you know, go to work hungover on Monday the next day because, you know, fuck work. Work sucks. Well, that's all for me here, folks. Owen Hart has just come to the ring with the rest of the Hart Foundation rocking his Owen 316 shirt. I just broke your neck. To defend his IC championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin. I told you earlier what happens. We're going to pause it here. I'm done here in studio. I'm going to go down to the bar, hang out with Mike. I think Megan's available. And uh, watch the rest of this match. This classic match against 
Stone Cold Steve Austin and Owen Hart. Two-time, two-time Slammy Award winner. Get involved in the conversation. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, A Shadow Wrestling, and Instagram, Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter. This show is from the fans and to the fans. So get involved in the conversation. Be a part of the show. If any questions, comments, or concerns, dial it up, 619-343-3005. We're always checking the hotline. We're always checking the questions and comments, so get involved. Bless it for this week. So for Green Man, for Sean Carr, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week at Elks Lodge for BCW Summer on Smash. Putty out. All right, we have made it to the end of the episode and it's last call we got sean car still with us here tonight we're gonna have a great time but we're gonna do something a little bit differently tonight we're gonna play this or that so all you have to do is choose this or that are you ready (laughs) i am ready all right and away we go wwf or wcw man wwf coke or pepsi coke City or the suburbs? I'm a suburb guy. Facebook or Instagram? <laughs> uh, Instagram. Batman or Superman? Ooh, Batman. Tits or ass? Tits. iPhone or Android? iPhone. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Vanilla or chocolate? Ooh. Mm. Might have to go with vanilla on that one. Okay. Raw or SmackDown? Smackdown. And finally, Sean, beer or shots? <laughs> well, believe it or not, I actually I don't drink, so I I don't know if I can answer that one. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thank you again. Right on. It's been a pleasure having you on your show, and we will see you very soon. Thank you for having me. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>